0: Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. We gather, oh God, because of you. This gathering is not unto any man, but it's unto you, our God, our King. I pray, Father, Lord, look upon your people favorably this morning. Speak to the spirit of every man and every woman and child in this place. I pray, Father, that Lord, let wisdom My God, let your power be released onto lives today. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, that Lord, let your perfect will be established in the life of your people after these seven days of prayer and fasting. Let limitations, my God, be broken. Let your people step into a new level, my God of glory and of power. We give you glory this morning, oh God. The Lord, your ear has been opened unto us, my God, and you have heard our cry you alone belong the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus name. Amen. This morning, I'm preaching a message you have titled strength in numbers and unity. The strength that we find in numbers and in unity. I'm reading Joshua chapter five, the verse 13 to 15. We have been in the book of Joshua for the past seven days. Amen. Bible says, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, a man stood opposite him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, no, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Oh, somebody put your hands together for that. The man was not an ordinary; He was an angel. The angel of the Lord sent. He said, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I've now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped. And he said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take your sandal off your foot for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. The commander of the host of angels in heaven came down and met with Joshua physically. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray this morning that may you also have divine encounters like that. Where God sends his angels who keep charge over us. Ah, unto you in the time of your battle. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Joshua was getting ready for the battle of Jericho. And this was the first battle in their conquest of the, of the promised land. God said he was taking them to a land that flows with milk and honey. And after they crossed the river Jordan, in the same way, that God caused them to cross the rest. Sea. That's the Jordan also parted for them to walk through on dry ground. The first city of call where they would have to battle was Jericho. Amen. And so Bible says that he, lo- he was there looking at Jericho. And I, I don't know, but for me, it means that he was looking at it and wondering, how can this be done? And so he was looking at Jericho. He was looking at the city, a city that was walled his gate shut, and I'm sure he was wondering and thinking that this is going to be a very difficult battle. I'm sure that's what he thought. But look look at this. God had already told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse 2. He said, now Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead my people to the promised land, over the Jordan, to the land that I'm giving to them. Then God had also said to him in Joshua 1, 5 to 6, he said, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you, nor abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to the ancestors I will give to them. And God also said to him, he said this, Joshua 1, 3, he said, every place that the soul of your feet shall tread upon, I've given you as I said to Moses now if you look at these three scriptures it, it means that there was no need for Joshua to be afraid even though Jericho looked you no know, large its was looming the words of God to him meant that Jericho was already taking over oh. you see Jericho looked formidable but God had already given Joshua the victory in the same way in many things and in many areas of our lives, we, we are faced with situations which look formidable. Like, how can, how can I do this? How can this be done? And the spirit of God whispered to my spirit that, listen, do not look at the bigness of the issue, but put your heart on the promises of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because the battles in life are not going to be won by your strength or by your might, but by the power of the promise of God which it never fails. If somebody with me this morning, then put your hands together and give the Lord a mighty clap of You see, God was bound by his word and being bound by his word he first of all sent heavenly intervention heavenly reinforcement to Joshua. He said that he was by Jericho and he looked up looking at Jericho but instead of seeing Jericho, he saw a man. Hmm a man with a sword drawn and he said are you for us or against us they said I am the commander of the armies of heaven the host of angels millions and millions of angels I am their commander oh come on not three angels he said "He's the commander of the host of angels in heaven and, and I have come down to help you. Hallelujah. You see, God recognized the strength of the battle that was before Joshua. There's nothing that God doesn't know. You know, you are going through a hard time. God knows the strength of the battle and he will give you the necessary help that you need in order to conquer. Amen. So, God sent heavenly intervention. Divine intervention to to help him. So we look at this. So look at this great battle. Joshua had heavenly help. That the divine element was given to him for the winning of the battle. He was going to war not only by himself, but he had hosts of angels and their commander with him. It was a battle won. Is somebody with me this morning? Get up and shake yourself. I don't know where you are this morning. Get up and shake yourself. Shake your body. Amen. All right. I'll be seated. God had given Joshua this instruction. He says, see, I've given to your hand Jericho. I've put Jericho in your hand. Jericho is Kings and it's mighty men of valor. I've given Jericho into your hands. Amen. And he said to the instruction, You shall march around the city, all ye men of war, and you shall, you shall go around the city once. This you shall do for six days. And the seven priests shall bear up seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark. But the seventh day you shall run, walk around the city seven times. And then the priest shall blow the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast, with a ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. So this was God's instruction to Joshua about how they were going to take over Jericho, a city that was walled, and the walls of Jericho were not just these our queer walls. they they, they were big walls. The the, the house of Rahab, the prostitute, Bible says, was built on the wall of Jericho. So you can imagine how wide and how strong the walls were. But God said, I have given you the land. This one, I'm speaking to somebody. I don't know how big your issue. I don't know how big the challenge. But God says to tell you that he has given you the victory. Is somebody with me this morning. He says he has given you the victory. Pushing back limitations. Amen. So, it doesn't matter what it is. He's giving you the city. So, Joshua was going to use two things. All his men of war, according to the instruction. Seven priests to carry seven trumpets. And then all the people. These were the human element that Joshua had. All his men of war. Then the seven priests with their trumpets. And then all the people who run, who shout and run up the city. Amen. So, there was the human help element to Joshua. Amen. That means he's not coming to fight alone. He was going to the battle with people, strong support, and a unified people with one mind, in one accord, with one purpose. And their purpose was this, to bring Jericho down. I'm getting somewhere. Amen. You see, there's a need for numbers. There's a need for, to, there's a strength for numbers and unity in winning the battles of life. You see, Joshua had the human element and he also had the divine element to it. And so because that he couldn't lose, there was no way he could lose that battle. You see, there are certain battles in life you cannot fight alone. You can't. You'll be overcome. The preacher in Ecclesiastes 4, 9-10 says, Two are better than one. We had it ready yesterday. Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe, woe, woe is Kanya. Hey. Woe, to, that's the best way I can explain this in truth. <laughs> woe to him who is alone when he fails, when he falls, for there's no one to help him up. If you are alone and you fall down, say, there's nobody to lift you up. So that means that there's a need for people in our lives. The value of people in our lives is so important. We need one another. You need someone in your life. Positive people are that. Amen. Amen. People who can stand with you in the day of adversity. I, I often hear people say, oh, I don't need anybody. Oh, I'm a, I'm a self-made man. I'm a self-made woman. Such is foolhardy words. When you are speaking, say, oh, me. He will be out of me. You are kidding. You are joking. Because a time will come. Maybe today you have all the strength. Maybe today you have all the resources. You have all the money. But a time will come when you need somebody. Listen, Naaman was a leper. He had been to many places seeking healing. He was a general of the army of Syria. He had the money. He had the resources. But it took a little girl. A young maid servant to show him where to go for his healing. You need somebody. Amen. We all need somebody in our lives. And that's why it's so important to be kind, polite, nice to people as you go along your way. You know, some people, they get to a place there's a watchman or a gateman there. You pass by. I heard a story of somebody who saw people at a place and then you know he went into a place and um, the people would sit there and then he just walked past them and went to the counter and demanded to see the boss. And they said, The boss is not in, the boss traveled. Oh, then he had to go back. And going back, he was looking at all the bed and filled the whole earth. The whole earth. And these people said, No, we are not going to fill the whole earth. We are going up to the sky, we are going to heaven. We will build our city, we will be here, we will go up. That was disobedience. And so God was not happy about what they were doing. And he said, No. They must disperse and fill the whole earth. But they are unified in thought. They are unified in purpose. We cannot stop them. They will not be stopped. They cannot be stopped. And so he said, okay, let's divide their language. Let's give them different languages. So when they cannot understand themselves, they cannot build the city. And so when you have family and you have divided tongues, you can't understand yourself different ideas. Of course, everybody has their ideas, but there must be that element of a family's purpose. There must be certain things that you are in total agreement of so that you will build up your family but or your life. But if everybody says, somebody says east, somebody says west. So I saw someone says north, you must say south. And there are people like that. All of us we do. When you are so angry with somebody, even if the person brings a right suggestion, because you are angry, you take the, the, the opposite. We don't say your job, but you take it. You, you you entrench yourself in a certain position. But when they are of one language, when we are unified in purpose, when we are un, we have unity among us, we think alike, we have one people we speak the same language, not as in just a tongue, but we are purpose in one thing, God say nothing shall be able to stop us. This man, I pray that may you and your husband or your wife be unified in purpose. I pray that may you and your children be unified in purpose. I pray that as a family, may you be unified in purpose. And I pray that as a church, may we be unified in purpose. In the mighty name of Jesus. They were united in purpose against the counsel of God. (laughs) And God said, they are one. He said, Indeed, the people are one. And they all have one language. And this thing, what they begin to do, nothing they propose to do will be withheld from them. And so if you find that in your life, you are in opposition to everything, there are some people, they call themselves the devil's advocate. Why should you take such a job? Because people are saying this, you must come in to show that, yeah, you know, argumentative. Listen to somebody. You know, sometimes it's not your voice alone that you must hear. Sometimes we want to hear our voice. Our voice is, you know, sweeter, so to say, in in local parlance. So there's no way anybody's going to say anything to you that you agree. You are heading for destruction. But if you can walk and live in agreement and in, in divine purpose, he says there's nothing you decide to do that you cannot do. Hallelujah. You want to put your hands together for that? (laughs) Nevertheless. God confused their tongue. God gave them lack of understanding by confusing their tongue. That means there was lack of understanding. One says, bring the shovel. The the other person doesn't understand. They say, what? What? Bring the shovel. Ah, you mean the Mortar. Someone said, Oh, bring, 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 bring the cement. They go to bring the, the pickaxe or the pink cars, as we call it. So they are confused. So, what was working like clockwork? So, they were building fast. Suddenly stopped. <clears throat> because they didn't understand each other's language. Disunity, lack of understanding. Even God could not stop them until He confused their tongue. The strength of unity as a people, is so important. In the same way, the strength of this unity will cause us harm. Jesus said in Mark chapter 3, verse 24 to 25, he said, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. That house cannot stand. And you know, a family begins with mother and father. Let's be united. Let's agree to disagree." It shouldn't be so, like, you know, there's so much disagreement, so much confusion, and everything is put in disarray. But he says that a house divided against itself shall not stand. <clears throat> Therefore, Bible says that in as much as it lies with us, we should be at peace with all men. Romans 12, 18 to 19. So if it is possible, as much as depends on you, not on the other person. You see, you are the better person. If you're a believer in this house, you're uh, hearing me. You are the better person. When you are in disagreement with somebody or somebody's in a disagreement with you, you are the better person. You are the wiser person. Take it like that and it's true. You have the spirit of God. You have more knowledge. You are a better person than the person who's busy arguing with you. I read somebody this week say, do not be found arguing with the fool. People will not know the difference. <laughs> Busy argue with the fool. that nobody will know the difference. So, believers, Bible says, in as much as it lies with us, is as much as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. And he said, Don't seek to avenge yourself, but rather give give don't give place to wrath. For it's the spirit, God said that vengeance is mine, I will repay. Leave God to fight your battles. Amen. Romans 12, 19, the NLT says, Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, saith the Lord. In as much as lies with us, let us be at peace with all men. Joshua won the battle of Jericho by the human element of unity and peace. Unity and peace. His, his men were with him. They were united in purpose. And you know, really, if a house is divided against itself, the Spirit of God can't even work there. The Holy Spirit doesn't like strife. Where there's strife and confusion, the Spirit of God will not dwell there. Amen. But he won the battle of Jericho because he had the men. Good men. (laughs) Praise the Lord. He had the men, the priests with their rams horn. The people is men of war. That's how he won the battle. And plus, the divine element of the commander of the armies of heaven. You know, and what is that? If we can solve the human element, we will get the divine approval of God. When you are able to solve the human element, you will get heaven's divine approval. But where there's anger, there's strife, there's confusion. Where is God in this? Where is God in this? I, I once heard a story, and it's a story. Uh, I mean, I heard it. That a husband and a wife were believing God for a child. And they would fast seven days like just what we just did. And pray and pray and pray. And then God would say to the angel, send them a baby boy. And then the angels were coming with the baby boy. But when they got to the atmospheric heavens over their home, they heard, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> I don't want to use bad words on this holy pulpit. But, you know, sia, and all that. <laughs> to cut it short. <laughs> uh, the just said, hey, this precious baby, into this chaos." Into this Wahala, into this fire. No, no. We must have the wrong address. It must be the wrong address. So they took the child back and put the child in the archives of heaven. After they finished their wahala, they go back together and start praying again. Oh Lord, we need a child. Oh Lord. then God has ah. But didn't you send the child? He said, Oh, Lord, we did, but we got the wrong address. He said, This is the address, number 84, so-so-so-so street. They, 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 they go there, and they will come this time for double measure with twins. They get to their place, and this time they hear poof, poof, poof. <laughs> It'll move from insults to blows. Poof, poof, TKO, bam. They say, no, 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 no. This is not the place. They go back, and goes, so what's going on? Then they say, aha, there's strong disunity in the house. There's always fighting and quarrel. There's always anger and malice and hatred and bitterness. So another angel was sent to go and tell them put your house together. Change your hearts towards one another. Amen. Because as it is, you don't deserve an innocent. We can't bring an innocent, beautiful baby into this hot atmosphere. And so when they heard, the God that way, then they started you know, putting the house together in unity. And then the child came. Listen, when we are able to solve the human element, we are talking about pushing back limitations this week. There are certain limitations in your life. You need people to help you. And you need heaven's intervention. But heaven will answer your cry as you also are working in unity and perfect hearted with other people if your heart is full of anger, bitterness, and all that, how are you expecting the prayer to be answered? What tells your prayer will be answered? No. Create that atmosphere. Amen. Where you know, it is conducive for the blessing of God. Joshua won the battle of Jericho. The limitations of the walls of Jericho. The limitation of the fact that Jericho was strictly shut up. No one came out, no one went in. All those limitations were broken down. The walls of Jericho fell flat and the people took over Jericho. They conquered Jericho. No limitations. Why? Because he had the strength of numbers and the unity of his men and everybody. They were purpose in heart and heaven helped them. I finish off with Psalm 133, verse 1 to 3. Bible says, so Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down the beard, the beard of Aaron the high priest, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew upon Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is a high mountain in Israel. And even though the whole land is arid and dry, because the top of it reaches into the cloud, Hermon is always, you know, always flourishing because the dew falls upon the top and it comes down. And so in the midst of you know, like a desert, you see Hermon flourishing. It doesn't matter the, the situation around you. You and your family will flourish. He said running down the edge of his armament is like the dew of Hermon <clears throat> descending down the mountains of Zion. For there, the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. God commands his blessing in the place of unity. God commands his blessing in the place of unity. We are talking about pushing back limitations. You don't have the strength alone. You need others. And you need the intervention of heaven. But how are you standing? What is going on? I pray. Because sometimes it's not the enemy. It's not the enemy. It's we ourselves. We haven't placed ourselves in the right position. But I pray today be the last day. And this word of God coming to us. That we sit down and check ourselves and position ourselves in such a manner that it will be easy for the element of heaven to come upon us. So there God commands his blessing, living life forevermore. That is where the anointing is. Hallelujah. May God bless us all. Hallelujah. And, and, and may you and your house be unified in purpose. May we as a church be unified in our purpose. I want to rise upon your feet this morning. I hear healing of healing of relationships. So you want to lift up your voice this morning and pray the Lord heal the relationships in my life that are broken, that are filled with bitterness. Relationships of anger. Pray right now. And some of you need to let go, forgive. Let go. You can't stand on your or sit on your high horse and expect things to work. Pray that God help me to sort out the issues in my family. Give me a a right heart, oh God. Lift up your voice and pray this morning. Pray for unity of purpose in your family. That is where it begins. Your family, your house. In your marriage. With your children. Pray. In the church. Even in your workplace. In your business. There's no purpose. No, there's no in purpose. Everybody is doing what they like. People are actually set out to destroy. But that's when we pray. That, oh God. creating us a clean heart. Somebody pray. We do ourselves first. Creating us a clean heart oh God. Renew a right spirit within us. This one, yield your heart to the Lord. And let go of pain, bitterness, anger, strife and confusion. So In as much as it lies with you, be at peace with all men all men it means that they have offended you but you be at peace with them you don't have to seek for there to be a sitting and um, arbitration pray so you be at peace with all men and let God fight your battle hey God fighting your battle is greater than anything you can do and surely when you come to a place of peace with all men you find peace in your spirit where there's strife and confusion in your heart you have no peace pushing back limitations pray for your house pray for your family, pray for your relationships So Joshua won the battle of Jericho by reason of the unity of his people and also, the divine element, is that the commander of the hosts of the army, so heaven came to help you. Mm-hmm. Created me a clean heart, oh, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Lift up your voice and be high. Yeah. yeah. that in this fast some of you have been praying for relationship family issues, your husbands your wives, family issues your relationship and God says that this word is to you this is his answer to you, go and make peace just go and make peace and when you have made peace the battle is won the limitation is broken so there's a place for the warfare and there's also a place for the character change. Sometimes we battle the enemy. We bind it up. Meanwhile, you are carrying the devil's briefcase. But tell somebody, no more. No more. We will live in love, in oneness, in agreement, in the force of unity and divine purpose as a married couple, as a family, as a people, as a church, We'll have oneness of mind. We'll put aside everything else. we put aside everything uh, and be focused on the purpose of God for our lives. I pray over your life. Lift up your hands. In the mighty name of Jesus, this morning I command divine solution to your life. I pray divine solution to that problem in your life. And I declare by the power of God that this word breaks Every hardness of heart. This word this morning liberates you to to come into the place of freedom that your, your prayer be answered this morning. I pray over your life that may the human element of help in your life be mighty and may this reciprocal element of, 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 of the divine, of heaven's host also be upon your life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may God strengthen you. Uh, may he strengthen the people around you uh, to the purpose that there's nothing that you have purpose to do that you cannot do. May God bless you and may God keep you and your house in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website www.tlgm.org Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.